Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobeski, and we have, oh wow, so many guests today. Six guests, I think, a sextet of guests. We have Doug Gobeski. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here, as always. Wes Richardson. Howdy, howdy. Kevin Bredevogt. Hello. Tony Huff. Ahoy, hoy. And Paul Wilcox. A pleasure, as always. Everybody, did I miss anyone? And was that six people? Wait, I think that was only five. There's so seven, six, seven ten, in the call. five people. I apparently counts myself in the call. Well, you're a guest. Of your own yeah. Own guest. All right. So, hi, Adam Goveski. Charlie's the one who always introduces it, so... So we have so many guests today because it is the 43rd installment of our Merry Marvel Movie March, talking about Captain America the Winter Soldier, which is why I have a Gobeski Chocolates report for everyone. Oh, yay! Oh, nice! So this is fudge brownie flavored M&M's, which doesn't say new or anything, but I hadn't don't recall having seen it in the stores, so... I'm going to try it. It's, a, it's like a, a lavender-colored bag. Lilac. That's probably closer. It's like a lilac shade. Anyway. That's the sound of the bag opening. They're bigger. They're kind of like caramel or caramel M&M or a peanut butter. So I'm going to bite into it. And it basically tastes exactly like what I expected, which is a regular M&M, but fatter. <laughs> it's not like chewier insides? I mean, I guess it might be, but... Squishy M&M's. Yeah, like you left it out in the sun for a really long time, but you cracked <laughs> it up now with well, more flour. Let me nibble the shell off flavor, and see what I can brownie batter flavor. All right, I'm looking inside. Mm. Now, I guess it's a bit more fudgy, but honestly, if you're just going to eat these like a standard American, which is by the shovelful, you won't really notice. <laughs> it's just like crunching them down with your mouth open, swallowing them as quickly as possible. Yeah. You'll just notice there, there isn't quite as much candy shell as usual. <laughs> the ratio isn't quite right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that a try. It's a little higher than Immortan Joe pulling up to you and saying mediocre or whatever we established last time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we're fine. All right. So we ready to, to do the main event yet? Sure. <laughs> I guess, do we even need to do this episode? Or can we skip straight to the 10 out of 10 that I assume Charlie's giving this for the destruction <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> oh, my gosh. When he threw his S.H.I.E.L.D. off the ship. It was the greatest moment. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's the MCU so far. The destruction of shield. Well, it was like an actual physical shield. I could see. I like that. Oh, I see. <laughs> so you're you're more against like shields themselves now than, <laughs> than the organization. I kind of oscillate. Yeah. You know what? When we found out that shield uh, was Hydra, I was like, oh, now I understand why Charlie hates this thing. <laughs> Yeah. Turns out he's a real Hydra boy now. <laughs> oh, wait, he likes Hydra. So that was, yeah. That's like it's redeeming quality. That's why he doesn't like S.H.I.E.L.D. So, so S.H.I.E.L.D. will be okay from now on. They've rooted out Hydra. <laughs> Installment 43 of the Merry Marvel Movie March, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which is the third MCU Phase 2 movie, came out in April 2014. And this is the story of one Dennis Captain America, who is first in line for the Winter Soldier Mansion. But in order to get the Winter Soldier Mansion, he has to go on a cross-country trip to buy skis because he doesn't understand what it means to be a Winter Soldier Mansion. And he thinks it has to do with actual winter. Um, hijinks ensue. And then, yeah, it turns out when you do like 40 of these, you start to run out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else wants to take up the torch. Go for, for these very real synopses of Marvel movies. <laughs> oh, he fights a Batman clone named Bat Rock. There we go. Cool. Is, All right. Is that, is that played by The Rock? Yes. <laughs> As many oh, rocks nice. as possible. There's 1997 rock. There's 2006 rock. <laughs> there's Star Trek Voyager rock. There's all the rocks. <laughs> there's the invasion of in 2003. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Charlie, three sentences. What's this movie really about? So Nick Fury gets killed, supposedly, and Hydra tries to take over S.H.I.E.L.D. It's up to Captain America and Black Widow and Falcon to stop Alexander Pierce, played by Robert Redford. Wow. That, that's it. That's, 
<laughs> was that a question mark at the end there? <laughs> Robert Redford? Yeah, it was definitely this, him. Yeah. This newcomer, Robert Redford. <laughs> no doubt Redford. about it. Wait, no doubt about it, huh? Yeah, he's credited and everything. <laughs> oh. You know, I gotta admit, I did not actually realize that until the end. I was like, oh, so that was Robert Redford, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's looking older than he was. So, had you seen this movie before? I had seen it before. Apparently, I saw it in theaters twice. I saw it when it came out, and then I saw it a little later when Doug came to visit. Yeah, and wasn't it, was, it like a day later? I was informed by a podcast, because I genuinely don't remember it. <laughs> it was um, like, then I it might have been literally like a day or two later. I was somewhat irked about it, because it was like, I had scheduled my uh, vacation specifically so I could go see the movie with you, which you did do, your champ thank you but it was kind of odd that you had already seen it well yeah gotta dodge those spoilers that way he could tell you what parts to watch in the movie oh this is a good part right here doug watch this oh he's totally gonna die (laughs) (laughs) um and then yeah i bought the blu-ray actually i think this is my first blu-ray 3d purchase because it was the same price as just the regular (laughs) blu-ray nice and so yeah if i ever find a 3d player and also a 3d television i guess i can report back <laughs> but today it has not happened and then yeah i've seen a couple times and then today obviously well i joined adam for his second theatrical viewing when the movie first came out and apart from that i watched it second time tonight nice uh never seen it not true <laughs> not true I can't. we have evidence on a podcast that you said you watched part of winter soldier and then fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds right <laughs> What part did I see? I don't remember any of this. In episode 66, Charlie mentions that he had just watched Iron Man 3 with Sam and that he watched part of Winter Soldier but fell asleep partway through. Wow. Yeah. It must have been like a minute in or something. I just don't remember any of it. it's completely unfamiliar to you? Yeah. I I recognize none of this. So I I really didn't have any expectations for it going in either. I didn't really know whether people thought it was good or bad even. Wow. Well, this podcast will be an edifying experience for you. That's true. Although after... I watched the movie. I did see that the New York Times had a wedding. Like they do this little um, where they describe people's weddings, like a particular wedding that's interesting in New York. And for the reception of one of these weddings, it was after signing the marriage license and posing for a few photos, the couple returned to their apartment where they enjoyed cider and homemade chocolate chip cookies before putting on Captain America, the Winter Soldier. It was one of the best in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, said the bride. Okay, I zoned off for half a second. What the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I, followed, I followed everything made perfect sense don't worry about it it made perfect sense and clearly the bride was a keeper yeah yeah. (laughs) so i guess people like this one wes how about you i had not seen this movie before uh really yeah Nah. Any particular reason? I honestly was barely aware of it, I think, coming up. I think it just got lost in the sauce of all, all the Marvel movies, you know? There was just <laughs> too many of them. That it was gumbo. saturation for yeah. my, my little uh, high school brain. How about Paul? I saw this once about four or five years ago on video. Can't remember which kind, though. VHS? I think it was Blu-ray. Okay. might have been DVD. It wasn't VHS. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, was, I was marathoning through a few at the time. So there was kind of a stretch there where it had been the first time I'd seen several Marvel movies. I think this is the third time that I've seen this movie. Um, the first time was last year on a date. This is like the movie that got me into watching Marvel movies. Oh. So there you go. Kevin. I probably seen this movie on the order of 10 to 15 times. Ooh. I was in the habit of rewatching all the movies as Avengers movies were coming out or Captain America 3 or Avengers 3, 4, whatever. And I have always made a point to rewatch it as I was rewatching the movies because it is far and removed one of my favorites. Well, you've now just established yourself as the authority. I am all so ready movie, for So we will defer to you. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of opinions, but not anymore. <laughs> I got this covered for the next uh, however long this podcast is. Uh, four hours. Four hours. <laughs> so after they destroyed S.H.I.E.L.D., did you cheer like I did? I, uh, I, I admit, I, uh, I did not have as negative feelings about S.H.I.E.L.D. as you appear to, and I, I have missed some episodes of this podcast what is your disdain for shield rooted in oh wow we don't have enough time (laughs) 
the short version is that he didn't like Iron Man 2 because he thought the S.H.I.E.L.D.'s plot line was superfluous. Okay. Yeah, he kept saying, why can't Tony Stark have just found the recording from his dad in his basement? Because how does that set up for the Avengers? I mean, you got to be thinking about the cinematic universe here. Right, but I wanted to watch that movie. But the cinematic universe, <laughs> Charlie. I... It's like you don't even care about the cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the 1990 Captain America. Thank you. <laughs> I, I would actually agree on that. So, oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, Captain America's, I thought Grant Gardner would be proud of the body count in this movie. There were more people like actually dying than I expected. Yeah, that it's, was like one of the first things I thought. In, like from the very beginning, I was like, oh, Cap's just killing people. Now. In truly horrifying ways. Like he kicks someone <laughs> in the chest so hard that they fly into a railing, hopefully get knocked unconscious because otherwise they're awake and drowning. Like it's. <laughs> It is people. He didn't have to send those guys into the abyss, but he did. <laughs> Indiscriminately murders everyone up until Batrock, or whatever the hell his name is, who he lets jump around for like a minute straight before knocking him out in one punch. Hey, don't be knocking Batrock. He's a classic Wait. Captain America villain, and he deserved better than he got here. Anyone named the Leaper does not deserve much of anything, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> But you see what happens when you knock one person unconscious and you don't just throw him off the ship and he comes back. Oh. Wait, so so Captain America was actually killing people at the beginning? I mean... I thought he was just knocking them out, brutally injuring them. I mean, at least like several that. of them went off the ship and there's no way they're getting... <laughs> oh. <laughs> hmm. Well, maybe they're getting scooped up by point. S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. I mean, we can hope, but it didn't happen for no. at least several minutes. When you throw... Besides, Captain America didn't kill them, the ocean did. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Poseidon himself. Oh, when you throw a 40-pound piece of metal so hard at someone's head that it, like, reflects directly back to you as fast as you threw it, that guy's, <laughs> that guy's not unconscious. Yeah. No, the brain, brain does not. No. This is your line, Doug. Well, I happen to know that a straight-on impact to the head is going to cause significantly less brain damage than a rotational impact. Like, say, like an uppercut, something that causes their skull to kind of rotate. Are we giving him so props for not wandering from person also? to person, just breaking <laughs> necks? Is that the standard to which we hold Captain America? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Question yeah. asked, question answered. Fantastic. <laughs> was there a reason they were Algerian, though? Because I actually took notes this time, and when I heard them speaking French, I said, French terrorist equals pretty funny. <laughs> I like that you're like, I took notes. <laughs> it's like French terrorists. Pretty funny, right, guys? Oh, they're Algerian. That's not funny at all. Well, I, it kind of isn't, though. Like, as soon as they're like, they're Algerian, I'm like, oh. So they're like, they're like real they're like freedom fighters. Like, <laughs> something like, I don't know. Um, I, I just, I, I thought it was interesting that they were like, we want to make these not like African terrorists, but then they're like, nah, they're definitely African. <laughs> so I assumed that the reason for it was because Batrock is French in the comics, so they wanted him to stay French. And so they needed a French-speaking terrorist group, and so that led them to Algeria. I don't know that they thought about it any deeper than that. So he's humanely putting people down. Yeah, I think we're, we're meant conscious. to assume that. Yeah. And then, yeah. Do you think Captain America was regularly jogging around harassing people before he finally made a friend in the Falcon? Or was that the first time he was harassing a complete stranger? <laughs> I don't know. It felt pretty organic. I didn't know anything about Falcon either. I didn't know that was a superhero. I didn't know this character was going to come back later in the movie. So that was kind of surprising to me. I like the idea that that's just Captain America's hobby. Just harassing joggers <laughs> <laughs> maybe solomon is like i think this guy can take it could be yeah <laughs> with respect to anthony mackie though i couldn't stop seeing him as the uh being gay with your boys episode of black mirror if anyone oh seen that one. <laughs> uh, yeah i know what you're talking about <laughs> 
Sounds interesting, though. <laughs> it's pretty funny. All right, I'll uh, write that down in my notes. <laughs> it's actually pretty straight. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess it is straight, but it's like in a video I, game and it's his best friend from college. Yeah. I just didn't want you to get too excited, Tony. Oh, well, thanks for dashing <laughs> it, my hopes. Yeah, and well, I mean, you're going to look it up and then you're going to get mad and then you're going to call me and tell me about it. <laughs> it's going to be an hour long conversation. It's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> Oh, I got baited and switched. <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Charlie? So we've already started talking about the action sequences. What do the people think of the action in this movie? It was good. Yeah. I thought the first scene on the um, Lemurian star, is that what it was called? The ship? Yes. Yeah. I found myself noticing like the cuts more, like in that it felt like action was being made through edits rather than stunts and things. Although I... it felt to me like that went away a little bit as the movie progressed. Like I did or maybe yeah. I got used to it and I didn't notice it as much. I felt like the camera, like a handheld or whatever, in the beginning felt really disorienting. And I don't know if it was because it was like kind of darker in tone, but I just, I had a tough time as well in the beginning, kind of following some of the action. Yeah. Where it like yeah. almost seemed blurry. And then as the movie went on, that kind of, yeah, you're right, it kind of went away, but maybe I just got used to it. I think that gets a little better though, towards the end of that scene when he is fighting Bathrock though. I like that. It was kind of a more open space instead of all the corridors. Yeah. in a lot of the action sequences in the movies we've seen so far. I thought that's where it started to pick up a little bit more, but it's a very action-heavy movie. And yeah. for the most part, I think it works really well. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. paced really well. Like, we were getting to, like, the climax of the movie, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, I haven't really felt like it's dragged at any point. Like, it's felt like the pace has been really good, in my opinion. I never did the the check the timer to see how much of the movie's left. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems to be my standard. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, yeah. it's an hour and a half. <laughs> How's it only been <laughs> 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> there are some movies that are like that, though. I think seriously. Oh, I yeah, could have finished I, I, Good Burger at least once by now. <laughs> 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 I watched Apollo 18 recently, which is only like 86 minutes, and it definitely felt like it was probably three hours long. <laughs> got to a point where i thought okay there can't be that much left here and it was like i wasn't even halfway i heard it got to the moon what more is there (laughs) (laughs) they gotta get back i thought they were still up there well i'm sure their mangled corpses are orbiting the moon somewhere spoilers anyway did anyone else have feelings on the pace or the action or anything like that that they wanted to say yeah i think this movie particularly compared to the ones we've seen previously this is the only one that actually feels like an action movie to me as opposed to a marvel movie which means what there's not cringeworthy quips in this movie there's some humor in it but it's not the the disgusting quippy kind of humor disgusting quippy <laughs> kind of humor wow <laughs> very neutral <laughs> Why? i would agree with doug on that one there weren't any lines where i was like uh uh <laughs> it didn't make me feel like i needed to take a shower <laughs> or anything like that <laughs> I want to know like, some of these quips. Lay it on real dirty. <laughs> you know the ones where they like put in a pun or something like that, or they like allude to like kissing somehow, or it's like, come on. Like, yeah, that's disgusting. It's all about kissing. Captain America kisses in this one. Yeah, it's like freaking hard core in your face so this is joe and anthony russo's first mcu movie and they're gonna go on to the direct what three more so far yeah how do you know this i didn't uh, think you knew things about the mcu yeah film twitter talks about the russos all the time a lot of pro and a lot of con <laughs> so just incidentally you get to learn about them but i guess one of the reasons they're brought in for this movie was they're directing episodes of community like they yeah. directed the paintball episodes which i thought was kind of fun that fits yeah. I guess. like that's mostly like a lot of their experience in filming action so that's why op-ed was in this huh yeah actually yeah. every yeah. uh down near every russo's brother marvel movie has a community cameo as a fellow alumnus i feel obligated to say uh danny pudi is a marquette alone oh yeah nice but yeah we get some honest to goodness car chases in this movie too 
Yeah. Yeah. Like you actually tell what's going on. I thought it was getting hit by buses and such, which is always a pleasure. I thought it was funny that two separate scenes ended with a character looking down through something that they had just blown up in like the Samuel L. Jackson, the, what is it? The Winter Soldier like looks down and then he's like through the bottom of it. It just makes him do it himself with a lightsaber. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Into the, into the, subterranean tunnels. It happened, it happened again, right? At some yeah. Point, uh, I, yep. I'm but. Turns out if you want to get out of a van, go down. Yeah. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> you just gotta start digging. <laughs> I guess it's lucky he was on top of a sewer system or something. It would have been a much worse scene to end with him like two feet deep in the ground when the soldier <laughs> finally makes it to the car. It's just like in a flooded, like <laughs> muddy tunnel. <laughs> trying desperately to show dirt out of the way really committing to the plan he murdered a whole slew of guys with a machine gun which yeah. i very much appreciated really, that was interesting it was a cool scene because it just went straight to the this I, I wonder like how this stacks up compared to the other mcu movies in terms of bullet count there's a lot of shots fired throughout this movie in that car chase alone here's a question i have for people when the first time you saw this if you saw it back when it first came out did anyone think nick fury was actually dead mm. Yeah. I honestly can't remember. Same. Can't remember. First time I saw it, I thought he was. Yeah. I I believed everything I saw. I'm a very credulous viewer. <laughs> I just believe everything that uh, that happens on the screen. Oh, yep. Until I mean, proven they, otherwise, that's they why showed I, him die. That's why twists really hit me hard. That's why you're a big M Night Shyamalan stand. <laughs> <laughs> I never see. Like, you know, he, this is the one that he's not going to do a twist in. Oh, I mean, at that point, that's a twist. I know. (laughs) He he cannot make a movie without a twist now, even if he tries. Even if there's no twist, I'd be like, that was amazing. That was crazy. Well, they won't say amazing, but they may say it's crazy. (laughs) Tony, have you seen uh, Rise of Skywalker? No. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I just don't want. That came to mind as well, though. (laughs) Thinking about the Chewy, uh, Chewy, Chewy scene. See, compared to Rise of Skywalker, Winter Soldier is a movie that actually respects its audience enough to hold that card. Yeah, and like actually do a reveal. Like, did you miss me sort of reveal instead of like, oh no, here's just a scene where the character is not dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just nonchalant. <laughs> How we can reveal that Chewie's not dead? Well, we're just going to show him not dead. Yeah. That works, right? <laughs> I will say this. I was a little bit surprised they, you know, did some hand wavy stuff about some uh, tetrodote something toxin instead of just making it a life model decoy of theory yeah because that wouldn't cause all sorts of problems of people being like what well, <laughs> no i mean there, there's yeah sure there's reasons it, might, it would only it might, work if uh, you're, it only works in the comics i understand that might mess with their uh 70s thriller vibe if <laughs> ops that guy was a robot clone. <laughs> <laughs> i mean they could have always gone with like yeah the surgeons were on my payroll which is kind of what i expected they just pretended i was dead that's a very good point. Well, but he didn't like going trust. above and beyond. No, that's true. Fake kill him just seems like a completely unnecessary risk here. Like they could have just fake stopped his heart. Did anyone really <laughs> need to poke his body afterwards and be like, "Yo, he's dead"? See, <laughs> like would Captain America have been like, maybe he's still alive unless he actively poked his semi-dead body? We're talking about though, right? This probably is not the first time this sort of thing's happened. He fakes his death every other week. <laughs> Like, he yeah. really needs to sell it if he wants yeah. anyone to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's tell a really good joke and see if he laughs. <laughs> well, you can't just, resist, you can't resist a good joke. <laughs> huh. I think of a joke that's funny enough that would make me come back to life. <laughs> <laughs> For you? Probably anything involving a butt wallet. <laughs> yeah. Really get into that butt wallet again. Yeah. Yeah, all butts are wallets, Paul. Hmm, really? I mean, yeah, you can put your money up there. Oh, like it's a butt that is a wallet. Not a wallet that goes in your butt. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking like a wallet for butts. butts. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Could you pretend to be dead while someone was having this conversation? I don't think so. (laughs) I'd have to come back to life. (laughs) 
Uh, you got me. I'm sorry. I was just taking my death again. They're like, yeah, we know. It's a thing now. We just bring up butt wallets and you're like, hey, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I did like the line where he talks about like the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye or something like that. Oh, yeah. Because that's going to yes. get a payoff in 13 MCU movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. And then uh, another joke I really enjoyed, since we're talking about jokes, apparently, is Stan Lee's cameo. Oh, oh yeah. that was a good that's one. A, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I am so fired. Yeah. <laughs> I like the little bit about the propulsion system that Tony Stark had uh, figured out because he had been oh, inside. Oh, he went through the in the Avengers. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. That was good. So he had up oh. close in the... Uh, personal experience with them wow that one that one went over my head new experiences yeah that's why we do this yeah I don't even know who Tony Stark is, so this is amazing. Party <laughs> wants three movies with him in it, or four. He's a cave dwelling industrialist. <laughs> no, I do the Bucky mind uh, <laughs> wipe, wipe after every movie. <laughs> Just hook a car battery up to your brain. <laughs> yeah. That way I can experience it fresh. <laughs> That's just the only way I can get to sleep anymore. <laughs> yeah. And Tony, uh, how many times have you seen this movie? This was the first time I've ever seen it. <laughs> I have never seen a movie ever. This was my first movie. <laughs> my first podcast. My first, first conversation. My first memory. <laughs> yeah, how does the mind thing work? Does it wipe, like, everything? Like, how does he know language, Adam? Uh, <laughs> that would have been a spectacular movie if he just wandered around grunting at people. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to take 10 years for him to develop enough uh, language skills to be able to understand our orders. Sorry for uh, poking holes in the whole mind. Uh, <laughs> I think they just uh, you know, give him the amnesia treatment, you know? So they have a way of controlling it? Yeah. Where's Wes? We need him on this. He's, he's the neuroscience brain guy. They, they, do, they do shock therapy on him or whatever. Oh, ECT yeah. or something. If you give someone electroshock therapy and you don't provide an oxygen feed to them you actually can erase memories like that's a documented thing like they actually give you oxygen while they give you the electroshock therapy to prevent amnesia all right perfect movie everything explained <laughs> they were just yeah, really exactly. precise with it this time <laughs> the science is perfect thought on wow the science is perfect <laughs> i think there were several times in the movie where i uh, unmuted it to just comment uh, what even is neuroscience anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I think the one where they, they uploaded a Zola's brain into 1972 technology. Hey, they had a lot of computers. Yeah. A lot of miles of tape. Okay. I actually really liked the retro tech look of Zola's oh, yeah. brain, oh, for lack of great. a better term. I really liked that part. Me too. Oh, jumping back to good jokes, I did like when uh, Captain America punched the Zola computer in the face and then he just popped up on another screen like one foot yeah. away. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, for those of us who are comics fans, I think they did a nice, fun job with Zola. They did. Because mm -hmm. uh, in the comics, he's basically like some sort of robot body with a television in his chest, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The television shows his face. So the way they did that here worked really well. I kind of wish, though, that instead of like bombing the bunker, that like Steve would have started just like ripping reels off of the. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be like a 2001, like, Steve, stop. <laughs> Would you like me to sing you a song? <laughs> I don't know. I figured he just, he had a backup somewhere else. There's always more tapes. He's, he's probably on the internet. Right, exactly. He's yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, we know he is, right? That's how they got there. Yeah. Some well, yeah. we don't know that he's on the net, right? Yeah. Like they could have. Well, I don't think he was going for a, a murder suicide against Captain America there. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I guess it'd be a suicide bombing. In. I think he went all in. Yeah, Pierce <laughs> does imply later that he had to sacrifice Zola trying to kill Captain. In America. But yeah. it could just be that Pierce doesn't know. That also possible. That's true. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is that don't be surprised if Zola shows up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's that's my... Ooh. I don't know anything. I'm just... That's my gut. 
I liked how they did the Wolverine where Yeah, you know, said that when Oh we yeah. Up. I they, thought they that dive too. into a hole and <laughs> protect themselves from the explosion that way. Yeah, but they didn't make him bald and then have his hair grow back. So <laughs> could have been better. You're right. Real missed opportunity to just like take from another movie completely. <laughs> yeah, I want more straight up theft. Yeah. <laughs> and so we haven't really talked about the characters that much like we've talked about like set pieces and action sequences and stuff like that but we haven't really talked about how this movie treats steve rogers or black widow or you know any of those people like how do people feel that those those characters were handled good i for one was very excited to see more commander hill you know and she was actually doing stuff and uh you know being integral to the plot i liked the relationship between captain america and black widow but they did a really good job of kind of making them buddies yeah yeah than a romantic interest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a I good like bonding that. moment. Which moment? When they stole a car or when they made out on an escalator? I guess I was talking more in general. <laughs> ah. like, it's, it's, this is kind of like their body movie for a while. <laughs> this is their lethal weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about Black Widow? She actually gets a leading role in this. Yeah, I thought they did a good job with her character. She seemed a little less one-dimensional. Like in Avengers, she seems kind of one-dimensional. And even Iron Man 2, like they give her a bit of character, but because that's a twist halfway through, right? It's effective, I think, in that movie, but it doesn't like develop her character fully. And I thought this movie did a good job of developing her character more. Yes. Yeah. I also like that (laughs) she got to use her what are those wrist stinger things like what are those shock things she was using on yeah widow stings or something <laughs> like electromagnetic pulses like bah. no 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 it was, no this one wasn't the she had like little button things she was using on people but this was like the wrist mounted it was like yeah. a flash of blue light or something it was from the comics i know that yeah Widow's Bite. Okay. Electrostatic energy bolts from her bracelets. Hmm. But yeah, I like that too. I really liked her hand-to-hand combat. Like, I thought that that was really cool. Like, how awesome she is. Yeah, she did a lot of good martial arts. Right, yeah. As another positive comparison relative to Kick-Ass 2, I didn't notice. <laughs> I, I didn't notice the, the cuts that they were trying to hide. It was the, uh, the stunt people instead of the actual characters. That's something I will often notice. Like, oh yeah, they're doing this this particular angle so that you don't notice who it is but i guess that's one of the reasons bucky maybe had long hair in this too it's like oh yeah and many of these scenes you can't tell who it is that's actually doing the stunts honestly that's probably more because i think that's how he looks in the comics oh well yeah because it's not like steve rogers it's not like chris evans is doing all his own right stunts, right yeah yeah and i don't notice that either so but that's back to the action stuff well we've got heavy heavy hitter robert redford in this movie too one of the first people i think to say i did these movies because my children Kids. or grandchildren like them yeah they really wanted to see see me be a real bad guy (laughs) i I will say though that because i think i'm generally used to robert redford being like the hero of movies that the first time i watch it although i don't remember how i felt about nick fury's death i do remember being surprised that robert redford's character turned out to be a villain i remember being surprised by that twist yeah i don't think i expected that either even though i was like he's a likely candidate but I, th- I think he's okay, you know? He's looking out for the safety of his uh, maid, uh, mm-hmm. telling her to leave. He's going to confront this guy, and then it turns out that he's the bad guy. You didn't just think he had Deep State written all over him, huh? <laughs> well, you know, I think I mean, Deep State it's... is good, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know in 2014 that I was ever thinking about the Deep State. Yeah, that was a term that did not exist yet for a thing that still doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> yeah wait did the deep state originate with this movie <laughs> no people saw this movie and just assumed <laughs> like there was a hydra in real life this is oh. actually a really good idea we should do this <laughs> <laughs> clearly these career uh public servants are red skull <laughs> uh deep state appears to date from like early 20th century turkey at least in yeah. the modern sense oh look the upshot is that robert red Redford, he surprised me. They did a good job. Apparently, so you never damn nice. Jeremiah Johnson. <laughs> That's true. I've, I've never even heard of Jeremiah Johnson. Paul, I'd like to talk to you afterwards about the deep state, though. <laughs> <laughs> Is this about butts I've again? Got, I've got some materials. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
There's one thing that Redford did that I thought was great. It killed me when he did it, which was that when all the other members of like whatever organization that was, that the World Security Council, World Security Council figured out who he was, he just gives this look like he's completely disgusted. He's like, oh man, okay, <laughs> now I got to actually be the bad guy here. <laughs> yeah it's like a sneer it was almost the same look he gave before he murdered his uh his house servant right he's <laughs> <laughs> like disappointed in himself like, for yeah. getting here you wouldn't knock so i don't yeah. have to shoot you in cold blood right man i liked you damn it <laughs> <laughs> you now, know, I find, now i gotta go no. through the process of finding someone else <laughs> you know, gotta go through it, all the interviews oh that's sense, always the worst though. when you murder someone it makes sense on payroll <laughs> you know, it's all of the murder is just kind of a hassle. It's not the goal. Your typical supervillain, their goal is, you know, they they love the killing. For him, it's just kind of getting in the way of the uh, wow, uh, it's the a fascist means. peacekeeping that is his real goal. You know what? You're right. You're He's right. Good, yeah, he, he is a good person. <laughs> <laughs> he is a good fascist. <laughs> one of the uh, so speaking of that, one of the nice things I think about this movie is that generally like looking back over it it's clear to me what the motivations are at any given time like we're never having the conversations like we had during thor the dark world of like well wait what's going on oh well you just need to watch it again to understand (laughs) like to me it's pretty clear in winter soldier what people's motivations are why they're doing what they're doing i think that's handled pretty well yeah that's why everything seemed to move along so smoothly i like when people started siding with the captain after he went over the pa and spoke to all of shield which I, I found kind of odd that like everyone was listening <laughs> yeah yeah charlie what did you think of that part given that it ended up in essentially a bloodbath just absolute chaos with shield guys murdering each other mm. just racking up the body count how'd you feel about that pro <laughs> <laughs> remember last time we went down that rabbit hole (laughs) you liked it because they were killing shield people shield is dissolving it's it's we're never gonna hear from it again right (laughs) oh did anyone who's familiar with the comics did you know that falcon was in this movie ahead of time like do you recognize the character name or know from any trailers i think so again it's been a while right it's been six years yeah but my memory is that i knew that sam wilson was in it and therefore falcon was in it i remember being excited on how they were doing falcon and and like how they sort of combined comic falcon with like modern technology approach realistic sort of approach i remember being excited and like really interested in that is there a big difference between the comic and the modern well comic falcon he just has wings yeah (laughs) Like, like they grow on him like he's like a mutant. It's he's kind of uh, like a spandex no. wearing guy with really long wings as part of his costume. Like they kind of extend out of his arms, if I remember correctly. Oh, so he can't yeah. actually like fly around? I mean, he glides a lot. No, I, he does. I don't know he, if he he flies. Okay. Yeah, it's like Icarus, you know. Uh, the other thing I remember is that which they didn't do here is that he has a pet falcon named Redwing. Hmm. Oh, this makes me want to go read some classic Captain America because what I read is actually pretty good. It's far as things i didn't expect though i didn't yeah i thought that character was just there so we could see a little bit of steve rogers like we're seeing he's going to this place where the soldiers have ptsd and he cares about them and isn't happy with what's been going on in the united states since he's been on ice they got away with that where i just thought like okay that's why this character's in the movie and then later they go to him as a safe house i'm like okay that's it so i was kind of surprised when he showed them that dossier and i was like oh wait you know what's actually going to happen here so they got me on that one of the thoughts that occurred to me while watching this movie is that I think Captain America works better as a character when he's fighting against the system, whether that's S.H.I.E.L.D. or the government or something like that. Because I think when they have him just be like a typical superhero or working for the government or something like that, you run this tendency of it getting a bit jingoistic. And this movie does a good job of showing that he's Captain America because he embodies the ideals of the United States rather than because he's on the side of the government. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And so that's just a long way of saying I like it when Steve Rogers is on the run. I think he's more interesting as a character then. Yeah, I would agree. We haven't really talked about the titular Winter Soldier yet. Did I just want to say titular? 
maybe. But we should also talk about Winter Soldier. Were folks who just watched the movies, were they surprised by Bucky? Did they remember who Bucky was? Like, was this a big plot twist or just kind of a, oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that character for most people? Uh, well, one of the MCU movies after this that I've actually seen was Black Panther. And I got to the end credit scene. <laughs> Spoiler, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and was like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Did you stream that in the theater? Yeah. <laughs> what the f- is that? Yeah, Car and I definitely like looked at each other and were like, I don't know who that is or why I should care. Well, end credit scenes are for the fans, not the general public. Kevin Feige's on record as saying this. <laughs> so oh, we looked that's... up Bucky Barnes immediately after that, like as we were leaving the theater. There's an entire movie dedicated to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Paul, I, Tony. No, I, I had no idea maybe? the first time. Uh, yeah, it meant nothing to me when I thought it was like, cool. I like that. It meant nothing to me. <laughs> Felt no feelings. I think I was watching my very first time I was watching with someone who knew and so was like impressing upon me that this was a big deal. And, was, uh, was it Derek? No. No. No, we only, me and Derek only watched Sister Act. Um, <laughs> Doom, uh, Cool Runnings, Sister Act 2, or Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Um, (laughs) It's kind of a list. Some classics on that list. (laughs) Yeah, Sister Act 2. I have it it on, uh, yeah, have it on uh, VHS. Watched it. I watched both Sister Acts on VHS. We're getting off topic here, but. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Who's watching Sister Act 1 and 2 on VHS in 2020? Shout out in the comments. (laughs) In the comments that we don't have. (laughs) Well, I guess if you're on Facebook or Twitter. What are you watching on VHS in 2020? <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear what you want to hear it from you. So you you were able to revel in the the Bucky surprise, Paul? Um, I actually think I barely recognized his face like the first time I saw it. I mean, I think the movie does a decent enough job of. I mean, it's a sequel, right? So it sort of assumes you've watched at least the first Captain America. But I think the movie does a decent enough job of reminding you who Bucky is, right? Because he has the memorial in the Smithsonian and stuff. Right. I guess I didn't remember. And this is kind of strange, too, but one of my f- absolute favorite scenes in the movie was that Smithsonian exhibit. Because I was like, wow, that's exactly how, like a Smithsonian oh exhibit God. would look if they made one to Captain Charlie. America. <laughs> I can't take Charlie right now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what, like that with that uh, weird last picture of, <laughs> of Bucky Barnes. Why were you upset by it? Because I was like, this is exactly what it would look like. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact about that, the narrator that you hear is Gary Sinise. Nice. I will say I do like when he tells the little boy to be quiet because he notices that he's Captain America. (laughs) I just like how the kid looks at him. He's just like, no one will will ever believe you, kid. (laughs) (laughs) He Bill Murray's him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that Batman guy had to actually build his own bat cave and store all of his memorabilia in there. Captain America's got the government hooked up they do it for him so you said that batman guy and for a minute i thought you were talking about bath rock again <laughs> no no <laughs> talking about the bat cave which i suppose could be true for bat rock we don't know there's just uh, a museum to his exploits in algeria it's the leaper yeah. But, yeah. Charlie. Okay, but legit, having read a bunch of Avengers and Captain America comics, Batroc is a fun character in the comics. That's all I'm going to say. But, Charlie, in all honesty, you're right. It was a cool scene. <laughs> <laughs> so grudging. <laughs> but yeah, I thought they did an interesting job with Winter Soldier, like with, you know, obviously the look and the metal arm and stuff. But you definitely get the sense that he's like a threat, or not a threat, but he's like on an equal level of fighting capability, I guess with steve rogers in a way that batrock doesn't really seem to be early in the movie 
Oh yeah, the knife fighting. That was pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so many gratuitous knife flips. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> dropping it to his other hand, you know. And then do you get the quick reference to the fact that Winter Soldier may have killed Tony Stark's parents? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that shows up in the Zola stuff. Oh yeah. By the way, I really did enjoy in the, the Zola scene, you know, because it's been years since I'd watched the movie the first time. I was just like, why is the villain explaining his evil plan? Man, isn't that so cliche? And then Zola's like, oh no, I've just been stalling for time. I'm, I'm blowing you guys off. <laughs> <laughs> So I was aware from comics that the character of the Winter Soldier was Bucky Barnes back from the dead. So the title of the movie kind of gave away that plot point for me. Which is true, but I don't know how oh, many... I'm not upset. <laughs> no, no. I just, yeah, it's like how many twists on in these movies are going to get past the comics fans, you know? Yeah, right. But yeah, I thought the Winter Soldier stuff was handled pretty well. I was actually slightly surprised that we kind of got like to the halfway point. I was like, huh, Winter Soldier Soldier's only been in this like for one quick scene, or I guess two, when he attacks Fury and then when he attacks Fury again. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought they did a good job of like not just running it into the ground. Yeah, leaving the suspense in there for a yeah, while. Jumping way back to, I don't know if it's gratuitous or not, but we'll say gratuitous violence. Uh, Winter Soldier jumping on top of their car, grabbing Sitwell out, pulling him through the window and throwing him <laughs> into oncoming traffic. It cracks me up every time, and I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's like the shriek that he lets out as he throws him into the traffic, but it's it's spectacular. I love it. <laughs> it's the screenwriter saying, well, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. The end. <laughs> All right, so apparently this is a it's a thing we're doing now, but uh, we'll start with Wes. What was your favorite scene that we haven't discussed yet? Or moment yeah. or just something you really enjoyed we haven't talked about? Well, this is kind of niche for me, but there, I was like trying to note all the product placement as well. But then <laughs> well, I noticed yeah. <laughs> there was actually one product placement that was directed almost entirely at me. And it was, uh, at first I thought it was just a random bus that had... Uh, advertisement for felt bikes which is like the bicycle brand that the cycling team that i just joined is sponsored by (laughs) and then the bus crashed into something and the sign just popped right through the window and i was like wait what (laughs) so they actually got sponsored like a product placement from felt Uh, so that was just a little something for me and i felt heard and seen by this movie (laughs) you are uh, wait 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 wait, wait. adam always goes before me and steals mine so i would like to i don't whenever wherever i end up in the sequence i want it to be before adam all right how about now (laughs) way to go charlie i like that (laughs) thank you charlie I'm going to edit it and cut it so that you're at the end anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you won't be able to steal my scene, so. Oh, I'm not talking scenes. I was just saying, I noticed all the Chevy placement. It's just like, oh, there's a lot of Chevy cars on the road. (laughs) Oh, and what brand of gum was that that the USB stick was behind? (laughs) (laughs) That's the scene where he comes back to the vending machine and the gum's all gone. And he, you know, there's just kind of this like heart sinking, oh no. And Black Widow just pops up behind him, blowing a bubble of hubba bubba gum. Mm, Hubba bubba. Okay. Is that your scene? Yeah, the the scene where Black Widow shows up just behind him. Like it was it was really great. like, was I the only one asking the question, though? How did he get it in there? Did he, like, break the guy open was loading the machine? the machine? Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. So there was all kinds of other product placement if you looked behind him on, like, the tray where he was stocking things from. Oh, gotcha. The working classes are invisible to Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I only see non-essential workers. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, do you have a scene you want to discuss? I just, it's a moment when Captain America, right after uh, Winter Soldier has killed uh, or supposedly killed Nick Fury, where uh, he chases after him and then he throws the shield and then Winter Soldier turns around and grabs it without really having looked at it out of the sky. I just, I love that moment. Nothing really more to say about it than that. Real cool. Tony? I think just the whole Nick Fury car chase 
nice scene. I really enjoy like some of the the comedy with basically them like shooting up his car and like him trying to like get some sort of like damage assessment, and then it's just like the air conditioning is fully functioning. Like I don't know, like whatever reason, I I just really like that that whole scene, and it's kind of cool to see Samuel L. Jackson uh, playing what he does. I like how he initially yells at the cop about how like you want to see my lease. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and man that that vehicle can take some damage holy f- <laughs> Ooh, can uh, i have a second scene i just thought yes. of a second one gary shandling cameo i completely forgot he was oh, in yeah. this movie oh, and yeah. i was just so happy when he showed up murmured hail hydra in sitwell's ear and just wandered off we really need gary shandling in this just to <laughs> you could have gotten on senator stern or completely oh, yeah. removed uh, robert redford's character just all gary shandling <laughs> <laughs> release the shandling cut <laughs> Paul, do you want to talk about Hubba Bubba? Um, no, but another minor, my well, that that's a major scene. But one that we hadn't mentioned that I thought was kind of fun was the Apple Store scene with uh, I had to look it up. DC Pearson, <laughs> yeah. who I was like, I recognize that guy. I thought it was a pretty funny scene, pretty funny cameo, and kind of a taste of uh, what's to come in the rest of the MCU in terms of uh, going over the top with awkward style humor stuff. <laughs> that scene actually worked, though. I didn't get any sort of cringe from it. I mean, if the whole movie was that, it would be you know, oh. more comedy than action, but it was a nice bit of comic relief. I don't know. The thing about the cringe quip stuff is like, this is how Marvel comics read, though. Yeah, like they're doing extreme stuff and then like also in the same panel making yeah, making jokes and... about things exploding or <laughs> yeah especially like stan lee comics so i i guess this doesn't bother me as much because i'm always just like oh marvel comics charlie do you have a moment oh yeah we haven't talked about the elevator scene yet yeah i was actually oh, expecting someone yeah. to discuss it so please yeah it was pretty good there's a very closed space action sequence but you thought what was going on and it was bright a lot of this movie takes place in well-lit areas which is kind of nice to highlight the action instead of trying to cover up stuff i kind of like that and then even the part like after he's beaten everyone up and he's like cutting the cords for the elevator and jumping out of the window <laughs> that elevator sequence to me seems like you could almost like study that on like how to build up an action sequence yeah. and like how it starts small and then it gets a little more tense and he's like looks around and then he has that line about how before we get started if anyone wants to get out that's just it, to me it's just built really well and then he fights against uh frank grillo's character who's crossbones i don't know what the actual character's name is but he's going to be crossbones from the comics yeah, I just think that's that stuff's all handled really well. Yeah, as a, a note of Captain America doesn't kill people, you know, if he had just simply murdered everyone on that elevator, <laughs> it would have made the rest of the movie a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. That was the meeting of the minds right there. <laughs> the meeting of the muscle. My favorite scene that we haven't discussed yet is the moment after Captain America announces over the PA that some people are Hydra, and, you know, if if you're loyal to S.H.I.E.L.D. and you're willing to help fight, then please do it. And then Crossbones comes in and he tells the one computer programmer to like speed up the launch. It's such a small role, but that computer programmer, analyst, whatever, like does such an amazing job. Like you can see it running through his head of if I refuse this order, he will kill me. But if I don't refuse this order, then I will doom, you know, the world basically. Right. And you can just see it running through his head. And then the moment where he chooses to essentially like stand up for the better version, right. And say, I'm not going to help you do that. And you can see that he knows he's going to die. And then he just happens to be rescued because chaos breaks out and stuff right but like i really really like that scene i think that's an amazing scene yeah yeah i'd agree like i think it actually hit me more on this watch to be honest with you than past ones where i was just like oh wow he's like he, he, like you like basically you just painted like you can actually see the the decisions going through and then uh to say like nope captain's orders is kind of like oh that's cool i do have a second scene i'd like to mention if we get to everyone and no one else has mentioned it click, uh, I'm click paul <laughs> 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 well, i'm pretty sure i was the end steal. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, near the end of the movie where they have the three helicarriers shooting at each other, blowing each other up. It was nice in that I feel like the special effects had actually gotten to the point where you could really enjoy, hey, here's a bunch of really cool flying battleship things blowing each other up. You know, just, yeah, just actually. real nice popcorn type scene there. So this movie came out in what, 2014? Yes. Yeah, I thought it was kind of neat that six years ago they were presenting this evil villain plan as, yeah, you know, we got this crazy amount of surveillance and some fancy computer artificial intelligence algorithm thing to predict who we think the bad guys are, and then we're just going to murder them all. It was just like, wow, this is a little bit of uh, drone war commentary mixed with, I feel like, ahead of the curve critique of artificial intelligence and the surveillance state and how it can easily go badly i think that's a little charitable what do you mean i just uh, because it's like it's a critique in so much that it's like the bad guys have it it's just it's always that though but they weren't like we weren't fighting to like get the algorithm to do good stuff with it though were they no but i mean in the next movie there's still shield right like it's not like they're saying that intelligence agencies gathering stuff in general is bad it's that the bad people are doing it and as soon as we get the bad people out it'll be okay is there a shield in the next uh, one though? shield shield is gone oh it is yeah the, the people I mean, are still there. I don't there's know. There's a secret S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show that goes on for about seven years afterwards, but as far as the <laughs> movies are concerned, S.H.I.E.L.D. dead. Well, I think he's referring to the fact that, like, okay, spoilers, Fury shows up in Age of Ultron, and I don't remember exactly what the circumstances are regarding that and the helicarrier, but I don't think it's S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. I think it's emphatically not S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, it is perhaps oh. worth noting that we are in the wake of Edward Snowden at this point. That was 2013. Yeah, I wonder if that was yeah when they were writing it, whether it was happening at that same time or not. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, what did you think of Captain America, the Winter Soldier? Would you defend it against the people inside it who want to bring it down and create a new fascist world? Or would you help Hydra with the fascism? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm asking how many super flashy shield thumb drives out of 10 would you give this movie Kevin, why don't you go first? Sure. I think this is, uh, if not the perfect Marvel movie, it is a perfect Marvel movie. I thought the action's fantastic. Character work's good. I would give this 10 underutilized Gary Shandlings out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) And now let's get the opposing viewpoint from Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Can all of our ratings now just be in Shandlings? (laughs) (laughs) Sent to Shandlings, kill a Shandlings. I yeah I really didn't know what to think of this one going into it and I really enjoyed it the action scenes were well thought out and shot and the pacing was really good and the characterization was really good and there were surprises in it that I genuinely didn't expect so it does feel like it's kind of an homage to 70s espionage thrillers or like conspiracy movies and I did feel that a lot the one difference though from this to that was that I guess here I wasn't really worried about anybody losing or dying or anything which is kind of one of the key things in those sorts of movies is that you feel like there's some sort of threat to the main character but otherwise i mean well that's why the nick fury deaths there yeah. for at least a little bit i hated the movie at the beginning because there was so much shield and by the end of the movie there's no more shield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm gonna give this oh i might have to reverse this at some point but i'm gonna give a 9.5 out of 10 shields whoa whoa i'm, I'm increasing the top of my rating scale it, Better than perfect nine. Better than perfect. <laughs> I was thinking a nine, but I think I can go. I think I can go as high as nine point five on this one. I'm gonna be completely honest here. In my head, I was there's like two movies that I thought might get you, and this is one of them. So I'm super pumped that I was right on this. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, there's two other movies that I know are gonna get this rating or higher. Sorry, I mean specifically MCU movies. Oh, not okay. Yeah. All right. I think, yeah, I think you know. I think other. you know what they are. But anyway, we'll get there. Yeah, Venom. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's gonna be my ten. Probably will. Have you seen Venom? <laughs> no, I'm. It I'm excited. seems like oh. your movie, and then some. <laughs> I will eat my microphone if uh, you do not enjoy Venom, Paul. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I will. Paul, why don't you go? Um, I really like this one. It just seemed like really of a lot of the MCU movies we've uh, watched. Just seemed like had great balance. There weren't any slow moments. The action was really great and like easy to follow too, which I really enjoyed. I found myself like locking in even into like the fast scenes where I would normally just be like, oh, this is a blur. I was like appreciating the fight choreography. I really liked the buddy cop movie aspect with um, Captain America and Black Widow. There was still there was some good humor in it. So I think I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to still go with nine elaborate USB thumb drives out of ten. Because I can't really necessarily say that I enjoyed it more than the first Avenger. But they're very different movies, but both great. So, so far, the Captain America uh, series is just kicking butt in my book. Yeah, so I really like this movie a lot. I know that this is generally considered to be one of, if not the top MCU movies, and it's certainly not hard to see why. I think it's paced really well. I think the action's generally pretty good, other than I had that minor quibble at the beginning with having difficulty following stuff, and even that was just, you know, it wasn't terrible. It was just something I noticed. I think the plot makes sense, and the thing that struck me about this movie that I haven't really talked about, but this movie made me excited for the Black Widow movie coming coming up in a way that I hadn't been excited for the Black Widow movie coming up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I think with the subsequent movies coming that have Black Widow in them and where she's I mean, she's used reasonably well, but I don't think she's ever used as well in those movies as she's used here. So for me, it's real close between like a 9.5 and a 10. And I think I'm just going to go with the 10. I'm going to say this is on the level with Captain America, the first Avenger. Like there's stuff I could quibble about if I really wanted to, but it would just be quibbling for the sake of quibbling. So 10 thumb drives out of 10. That never stops me. <laughs> I know it never stops you. It's it's a source of friction in our relationship. Never change. Never it change, is, please. Charlie, it is it is interesting, though, that, Charlie, you gave Captain America First Avenger 7.5 and this one a much higher score. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's just more speed. Fast. And again, knowing what I know about Charlie and the types of movies he's likes, that doesn't surprise me. Really? Yeah, this seems like really in his wheelhouse based on the stuff I know that he's recommended to me and he's told me he likes. So I'm glad we got him to like a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie. <laughs> well, it ended S.H.I.E.L.D. So <laughs> uh, Wes, do you want to go next? Yeah, in the same way that Charlie was talking about, like, kind of like those spy movies, I think it hit all the, like, the story beats. But there, there wasn't really any, like, tension with, like, feeling like there was anything to be, like, nervous or anxious about in terms of, like, any of the characters ever being at risk. Uh, I know, like, Nick Fury, technically I should have been, right? Like, I shouldn't have known that he would be okay in the context of watching the movie based on, like, what you should know. But yeah, so I think, like, in terms of my media watching that definitely detracted from it i kind of zoned a little bit more than i would have probably otherwise yeah i figured i'd give it a i, I was thinking a seven but i'd give it a courtesy point for knowing more than i should have so yeah eight bedazzled usb <laughs> bedazzled got that shield flare <laughs> the danger aspect of it i think kept it from being exactly like one of those 70s espionage paranoia movies but i kind of let that go because i'm like well it's like an homage to that instead of like actually trying to be that so again this is the time where i'm quibbling a little bit adam but i decided not to let it affect my rating a welcome change yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you're right that, that is how i felt yeah, I really like this movie, kind of like for all the points that people are saying in terms of the action and kind of just being uh, not bored throughout, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I also really like the the character development throughout this. And um, like Paul kind of touched on the Black Widow, Captain America duo. I found myself really digging that duo and, and all the fighting that they had. So I'm going to give this one a nine. Nice. I think it's on par with uh, with Captain America, the first one. 
All right, Doug, send it home. Okay. In contrast to uh, Charlie and Wes's view, I would like to point out that there was, in fact, a black sidekick character. And if we were going by Hollywood rules, he definitely would not have survived. (laughs) But uh, I'm glad he did, because I really like Anthony Mackie in this. Cut the check, as apparently he said all the time on set. (laughs) What? (laughs) Apparently when he thought a scene was, like, good, he would say, cut the check, like, you can pay me now. I've done it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) It was a good contemporary plot, well-written, very well-acted, good characterization. You know, and I felt like action-wise, this movie went pretty hard, and I'm going to have to give it 10 out of 10 exploding Nazi supercomputers. (laughs) How many shandlings does that translate to? What's the exchange rate? It's it's one-to-one. Oh. Oh. No, this this is definitely my favorite of the Avengers style movies. The only re- only thing potentially keeping it from being my favorite overall MCU movie is that we still haven't gotten to Guardians of the Galaxy, so that one's a contender for number one. All right, so thanks everyone for joining us here on uh, our 43rd Merry Marvel Movie March movie. Uh, we're going to jump forward a full month next time to the May 2014 movie, which I think is probably... I think it's probably safe to say is the pinnacle of the universe, like of all things ever created. Mm. And that's the amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, I mean, it's got Paul Giamatti, so he might be right. And Jamie Foxx. Anyway, oh, yeah. Uh, and that uh, all right. that Blu-ray set with Jamie Foxx. Have you seen that? <laughs> the one that's his head? Yeah. <laughs> we could talk about that when that comes up. Good. Uh, a throw forward for the next <laughs> mm, episode. But anyway, thanks for joining us uh i'm adam gobeski and i'm charlie wallace a special thanks to our guests wes richardson thanks for having me doug gobeski i had fun thank you paul wilcox it was a pleasure as always tony huff i had a great time thank you and kevin vritavog it was great to be here thank you very much all right cut the check (laughs) (laughs) zero dollars and zero cents Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our show. Make sure to check out our website at GobeskiWallsReport.com. Hey everybody, check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Just follow us at GW Report and like our page on Facebook, the Gobeski Wallace Report. And hey everybody, tune in to next episode where there's sure to be tons more hilarity that we know you'll enjoy. Hey everybody. Apparently someone mocked Brianne for wearing a mask today out in public. Wow. Did she immediately tell them to get bent? No, because she, well, and she was surprised by it because she was just walking back from picking up lunch. Uh-huh. And yeah. she wasn't by any means the only person wearing a mask, but she figured she got targeted because she was smaller and a woman. And she said she just ignored him. Yeah. And I told her that the proper response is, I'm doing this for you, asshole. But she was <laughs> like, I just wasn't going to engage. Always good to not engage. Yeah. See, I avoid it. I've started to engage. Have you had this happen to you? Um, so. N- no. <laughs> <laughs> I just but fantasize it, about it. But it, but I do fantasize about Tony, Tony, you gotta break into a coughing fit, and then as you're coughing, agree with them and remove the mask. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> that is next level. So I guess, okay, so contrary to what the media is depicting about the state of Michigan, uh, at least people in like the Lansing area have all been wearing masks when I go to like Meyer or, you know, and I'm not going that often, but like enough where like everyone at our work is wearing masks and things like that. So it's becoming pretty, I don't know, second nature around here to wear a mask. But yeah, I do fantasize about telling people to off <laughs> <laughs> like i just want to have that moment and so i don't know why but hearing that you can just do man. that you know you're right i could just, just beat that guy we'll do that all just the time mad at people just get mad at people what are you looking at <laughs> oh because i have a mask you and they're like i have a mask as well <laughs>
Yeah, I got to be like that winter soldier and practice proper social distancing and outdoor behavior. Yeah, you, know? you can tell he's uh, doing the social distancing because he clearly yeah. hasn't had a haircut in months. He's wearing a mask. <laughs> he hasn't had a haircut. He ignores his friends, pretends he doesn't know them. <laughs> he's using guns as a social distancing mechanism. I mean, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> he's just on his way to the capital. Oh, 